0: Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. I'm so excited for the show this week. Me too. We have an awesome guest. We have Cecily Moore, the paper curator, and she is awesome. She has a full-time job, and she has this awesome side gig as a scrapbook paper creator. And I'm really excited to get into the show with her. But first, I want to talk about the things that we have going on in our lives. I have a webinar coming up this week at 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday. You can go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash webinar and sign up for that. It's all about my morning pages. So if you've been playing along or watching me on do my morning pages habit, you can come and find out more in my free webinar. Um, It'll be really awesome. teaching. That's fun. Yeah, I'm going to teach an hour-long live webinar and the replay will be up for 48 hours. So even if you can't make it Wednesday morning uh you can just watch the the replay and there will be Q&A and if you have any questions you can send them in in advance and it'll be really awesome. I'm really excited. I've been loving these live teachings. And uh after after the 48 hours it'll be up for awesome ladies VIP members in the library of resources so they can watch it anytime. Nice. Yeah, it'll be really cool. I'm super into all of our live teachings lately. And uh one of the other cool things is the book club is coming up. The book club episode that we're doing is coming up. Amy Tangerine's Craft a Life You Love. And so if you loved that episode, if you love Amy Tangerine, or if you just love our book club, you should definitely get in on that. You can head over to patreon.com slash female to sign up for the book club. And we're going to be diving deep with this one. Our book club is low impact and it is a very like, you know, you pick up this book Do what you want with it. And the reason we're taking a little bit longer with this book and the book club for the fall is, you know, we have Thanksgiving. We have Christmas. The holiday season is just there's just so
1: much extra stuff. And it makes so much sense with our theme, work smarter, not harder, to just stretch our book club nice and long, have it super low impact, jump in when you want. And I think it's a good book to gear yourself up for, like, the new year of, like, how you want to craft a life you love, basically. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And it'll help you if you want to pick a word this year for next year for one little word. If you're a resolution person, if you it's going to help you make decisions for the new year. And instead of picking another book for December and January, we're just going to close out 2018 with this awesome book by amy tangerine we'll have weekly guided readings in our discord you can jump in the discord right now for book club if you're signed up and also on the discord which is our crafty ass female chat room there is our free public chat you can join in and go you can go to craftyassfemale.com and up in the nav bar you can just join in the chat and it'll take you right there it's really awesome. You can chat with me and Amanda and all the other crafty-ass females. It's really cool. And you can use it on your phone. You can use it on your computer. You can share pictures. You can share memes. You can share the things you're working on. It is a great way to get in touch with crafty-ass females of the world. Yeah. And it's um, it's really awesome. And I think with that, we're going to head over and talk to another crafty-ass female Hi Cecily.
1: Hello ladies. Welcome to Crafty as Female season three where we take ourselves very seriously now. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway guys I'm really caffeinated up so bear with me on this episode. Okay guys today we have Cecily Moore who's the graphic designer and maker behind the paper curator which is a website that sells scrapbooking kits, both physical and digital, clear stamps, wrapping paper, prints, notebooks, and more. And I just found out through my research that you are a newfound cat lady, so welcome to the club. Um, Yes, I've been following you for I don't even know how long, but every time something on your Insta comes up, which is at Cecily underscore the paper curator, by the way, I will link to it all in the show notes. You can find everything about her. But every time something pops up, my immediate thought is like, yes, like I just love everything you do. Everything is like this pretty modern aesthetic, clicks perfectly with the time and the season. And I've just, since we've been doing interviews, you've been on my mind to have on. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh, I'm like blushing over here. Yay, I'm so happy you're here. So just fact check me, make sure that all that's right, and then add on, and then you can just go, girl yeah
2: that's totally right um i'm kind of a jack of all trades i was a girl scout growing up and so learned every type of crafting under the sun and i think that kind of made me more well-rounded as far as like my aesthetic and everything and um i'm a full-time graphic designer in-house and also do my side biz which is as you said the paper curator so I live and work in New York and I'm from Queens but I work in Manhattan so I'm kind of all over the place and I like to specialize in hand lettering and you know handmade patterns and prints things like that.
1: I love it so trendy. I I've been looking at, you know, just like I've been taking in because of this interview all your stuff all at once I always see yes. it intermittently you know and but when I collectively I'm just like this girl is like so good like so but I didn't know that you were a graphic designer like professionally like I obviously yeah with the paper curator but I didn't know you had like a job day job yeah I have a oh. full-time job as well interesting, interesting. So. but like it helps with the side job it, it hones your craft I guess
2: Yeah. I mean, it's quite different. Um, It's pretty corporate, but it does allow me to pay the bills so that I can be my own boss at home. And It does. I think, you know, the quote by Maya Angelou about how creativity sparks more creativity and you can't ever run out. And I think that does help me. Um, I'm sitting at work, you know, doing something else. And then I have an idea. I jot it down in my notes app. And then, you know, when I get home, I'm ready to just start creating again. And I think
1: that I love that. I feel like my best ideas have always happened in the peripheral. Like, you know what I mean? When you're like focused on, oh, I got to get, I got to execute this big idea. Or like when it's in front of your face, it's not as easy as when it's off to the side forming. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. And then when I turn to look at it, it dissipates. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Unfortunately,
2: my best ideas are like in the shower and I'm like, oh,
1: I can't write them down. (laughs) What is that phenomenon? I feel like we have to look. That up that that's a real thing, yeah. It's like shower spiration
2: <laughs> and then some we did... psychological voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so interesting. So, yeah. So, oh shit, I had something in my brain and it just flew. Oh no, I was gonna say um, when you're when you're doing the graphic design day job, your technical skills are being honed, right? I feel like yeah. that is super helpful
2: yeah I'm always experimenting and playing and um, doing I honestly pull a lot of skills from my outside life into my work and vice versa and they always come to me with things and um, my biggest you know suggestion would be to just open a program and click around and see what you can make and that's how I've been since high school so a lot of my team, regardless of the fact that I don't have a four-year graphic design degree, like, will come to me with technical questions in Illustrator or Photoshop or InDesign, and I'm able to answer them because I spend a lot of time teaching myself and, you know, focusing on that growth.
1: Yeah, totally. So, okay, so let's go through the evolution of the paper curator. So now I'm, like, super curious because I did read that when, like, you started scrapbooking when you were Mm 9 So, like... Or, like this has just been in your blood this maker kind of like design kind of calling I guess yeah and then so when did you know from like and was like it, in your family was it something you did solo and then how did that childhood kind of making merge into like you knowing you wanted to be a graphic designer and then when did the paper curator come in so just take us through the journey
2: so, when I was three, no, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. not kidding, that <laughs> far back. Um, but no, as out a the kid, womb. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, um, as I said, I was a Girl Scout. My mom was our leader. And so we always had tons of scrappy things laying around the house. We learned boutique and weaving and stamp carving and like literally everything. And I always just was like clipping magazines and collaging over every single surface basically mostly school binders and folders and then in high school she let me collage my entire bedroom wall <laughs> I think Boy she felt her mom gifted. I know <laughs> she didn't like having to take it down when I was in college but you know at the time it felt like a great idea <laughs> um so that turned into scrapbooking like as you said when I was nine and it was just kind of a creative outlet I loved you know picking up photos and putting them all together and picking colors and patterns and papers. Um,
1: And how did you know, like, that it was scrapbooking that you were doing? Did you see it and then try it kind of thing? Yeah. My mom,
2: I think I knew it was scrapbooking when my mom did a scrapbook for my sister who went on a big trip to Switzerland, and we made, like, an entire book for her about it. Um, I think prior to that, I was just like, oh, I'm just, you know, putting pieces of paper together and – I like these family photos and that was more it was more about like I was very angsty and the journaling and all that was really important to me now I'm more like what's pretty and how can I remember this via photo form Um, but I actually moved mid-high school from Kansas City where I grew up to Providence and at the time I had you know taken classes in art all through high school but I guess I kind of decided that I wanted to do fashion design, which is a whole nother pathway. Um, so I took night classes at RISD and, um, did a summer program at FIT, which is the Rhode Island School of Design and the Fashion Institute of Mm -hmm. Technology. And I applied to eight art schools and ended up going to FIT for Mm -hmm. my undergrad. Um, so, I have a bachelor's in fashion design, which I'm not really using. <laughs> um, I think, you know, post grad, I realized that it wasn't necessarily going to be as creative in the long run as I was hoping it would be. Mm. And due to shows like Project Runway and all of those, it kind of is pumping a bunch of people out into the industry with not that many jobs that are available. Mm. Or they're not as creative, you know. They're pattern making, etc. Right.
1: I was gonna say it probably like honed your pattern making brain, part of your brain, more than anything else.
2: Yeah. Um, So I can do all that, which is fun, and I kind of bring that in with like some of my products. But um, I graduated in 2013 and job searched endlessly for a good full year, and I got a few offers, but mostly in children's wear, which wasn't my specialty. And I didn't really want to settle. So instead, I just continued working at the gym that I was working at. I was working the front desk. You know, it gave me a mindless job that I could just show up, get paid, think about other things. And so while I was sitting there, I was like, oh my gosh, I need something creative. Like, get me out of here mentally. <laughs> um, so my one of my professors offered me a job editing the layout of a book and I was like are you sure about this like this is you know I'm not trained in this and she's like I believe in you like you have the skills I was like okay so I'm like editing this book and she's like you need to start something you
1: know so this was while you were working at the gym but this was a paid gig from your professor in like a school
2: Yeah. Yeah. So she was writing a book about um, fashion design sketchbooks. And Mm -hmm. so I am published in that book as well, some of my work. Um, But I did all of like the image editing and layout for it. And that's when I really connected the dots of like, what I love about fashion design is like putting a portfolio together and sketching and illustration and none of those things are really being used in a career. So Mm -hmm. It clicked that graphic design was actually what i was passionate about um and so she was like you know start a blog do look for schools like you can do this and i think you know that was a big motivating factor um but the paper curator originally started just as like a craft blog to give me a space to tell my stories and put something out there and you know i was hoping it would turn into some revenue streams eventually but that wasn't necessarily the main purpose at the time. Um, so then in 2015, I went to Shillington, which I know you went Yay! to.
1: Yeah,
2: I did not so, know that. Yes. So in I found Across it. the
1: street from Grand Central.
2: Yeah. Oh, so good. So I was part of their fall full-time program, and I was literally obsessed with everything about it. It was like my family just ignited. Basically, it was all the people that had the same passions as me and it was probably to date the best experience of my life.
1: I agree. Um,
2: Yeah. (laughs) So good. I I had all the technical skills as far as like knowing the programs, but, you know, I was worried about putting a portfolio together. So that really gave me the Mm -hmm. boot that I needed. Um, So when I graduated, it was basically Christmas of 2015. And I was like, you know what? Take a week off. I'll apply for jobs in January. I ended up getting freelance placement at my current job like January 20th of that year. So it took like less than a month to find a job. And I was like, bless the Lord, this is exactly (laughs) what I was meant to do with my life. Um, And all the pieces kind of clicked. And um, I just continued, you know, I continued working full time freelance and working in the gym weekends. And doing the paper curator like nights and it was crazy. And I definitely like lagged a little bit on my blogging that year, Mm -hmm. but I think it gave me the boost that I needed to kind of diversify the paper curator. Mm -hmm. And that's when I like started designing kits. Um, And I launched those in 2016. So it took a while, but, um, and that's when I started doing monthly things. So Mm -hmm. it was a monthly outlet I was doing all this illustration and putting it onto products. And then a year later, you know, I had such a massive library of things that I had done for kits that I was like, these can be utilized. You know, I've done all this artwork and I've scanned it and I have it. And so I, you know, started researching how to turn that into better and more diverse products. And that's how I, Settled on launching stationery, um, which happened last September. And I did my first craft shows. And ever since then, I've been doing, you know, I have three stationery launches under my belt now. Um, and it's just a continuation of the monthly scrapbook kits. And now I have stamps, um, which is such a fun product to design and show I love money. the Reno
1: Alpha. Thank I you. I see it everywhere. I love it. I love it. It's so good. I mean, I'm the graph one. The, and yeah. the i just so good. Like, yes. Like every, yeah. again, every time I see it, I'm like, yes. Like it's, it's so, yeah. It's, it's good. so funny to bring
2: them to craft fairs where people aren't necessarily scrapbookers. And I'm like, have you heard of this? And they're like, what is this magic? And I <laughs> show them how to stamp something. And I get a good amount of people that are like, okay, now I need this in my life. Yeah. And like, where do I get all the other supplies for this? And that's mm. kind of, such a fun, you know, transition for people who don't necessarily craft, but are really into random things like stamping. And they're like, how would I use this? And I'm like, Oh, let me, oh, show you. God, how much time
1: do you have? Yeah. How can you not use this? Yeah. So what craft fairs have you been to? So the very first
2: one I did was Bust craftacular. And that was at maker fair, which is like the huge, um, maker fair yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more um mechanical and like they have you know laser printers and that sort of information there but mm. Best craftacular was like a small selling tent within that it was in new york
1: yeah
2: mm. um it was at the hall of science last year i did that and cool. then i did another bus craftacular for christmas um which was in brooklyn and then i did um renegade most recently, which was incredible. And I've also done a smaller one called Fad Market that I'm going to do again this fall. So my goal was to do like one every couple months and I ended up exceeding that. So I was pleased with the year's turnout for craft fairs.
1: Oh, gee, I'm like obsessed with your story. And it's (laughs) funny because I love, like, I feel like that's what I wanted to do. Like when I left teaching, I was like, I'm going to go into graphic design. And then just none of that happened. Like, it's just like graphic design was always there and I loved it, but it it just, I don't know. It's like every time I reached for it, it kept getting farther. Does that make sense? But yeah, yeah. no, I just love it. I
2: love it. It's crazy because I'm not like regretting, of course, but I just wish that I knew what I knew now about it like I took a graphic design class in high school, but it was all hand done. So I really love the computer. Like I'm such a nerd Mm -hmm. with computers. And so it was hand drawing, like all these intricate things. And I was like, well, that's not what I want to do for a career. So I like wrote it off mentally and, you know, fell into fashion design. And it's crazy what you know, could have been, but I think it all happens for a reason and Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I like that's funny because you know that that little detail and then you see how you were derailed, but then when you told it, like I'm just like, that made sense. Yeah. That was next. That comes next. Like it just it, it looks like your linear journey, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, it's a skill set that I have for my personal use and my friends are always like asking me sewing questions and <laughs> I know how to answer them which makes me feel pretty good so
1: yeah totally totally and then so while you were telling your whole story too i was trying to either so like where did did the memory keeping ever stop or like was it intermittent or did it always was it always like a bloodline in the background just like pumping you know what i mean
2: yeah it definitely went on the back burner for parts of college um just because I have a lot of stuff. And my degree was so intense. I barely had time to breathe. I also played volleyball and coached volleyball while I was at school. So aside from working, coaching, playing, and going to school, I like didn't have as much free time as I would have liked. Um, I primarily continued scrapbooking in the summer. Um, and I'm like, eight years behind on project life, but I just continued (laughs) trucking along, you know,
1: (laughs) doing what I can.
2: Um, and then I, it really picked back up, like when I was working that boring job and that's what my focus Mm was blogging, which got me, you know, back into it. Now that I'm doing products and things, it's a lot harder to find time. Um, which I think is just, you know, A mental block. It's not necessarily that I don't have time; it's that I'm not making time because, yeah, it's another creative thing that. Not that it's exhausting, but I think like sometimes you just need to sit and watch Netflix, and that's okay too. So, (laughs) but it definitely, yeah, yeah, it definitely
1: continued.
2: It just was a lot slower after, high school,
1: and I feel. Kristen and uh, Cecily, let me know how you guys feel about this, but I feel. And maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's just the passage of time. Maybe it's just it's. I just feel like when you do something that you love so much, like memory keeping or even crafting, like it it does evolve as you evolve. And then there's periods of like crickets, right? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I'm always trying to recreate that guttural, like raw, like love for it that I yeah. have. Like you know what I mean? Like once it that kind of dissipates I'm like what's the next project that I could switch up and feel that again you know so yeah I
2: don't know I definitely put things down and try other things like I'll pick up embroidery or like paper marbling or you know things that are more hands on but mindless and yeah that gives me the inspiration I need to then go back and do
1: something else yeah like Kristen your morning pages too make you feel that right yeah and it's funny like what one of the
0: things i was thinking about with the recent surge in memory keeping and how it's been like very you know tell your story get your story down do project life because we need to tell our stories and how like old school scrapbooking was very much more about the creative process about like here do paper marbling on a tag so you could put it in your scrapbook or do embroidery on the side of your page because we all have these creative tendencies and we want to incorporate them into our scrapbooks because that's part of how we want to tell our story and like that's kind of what I miss about scrapbooking And, like, that's kind of a way that I like to think about trying to infuse that. And this is something I've only been thinking about, like, really, really recently. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, I've lost a lot of my mojo, and that's how Morning Pages has gotten me back into it. And so, like, sometimes every morning, all I want to do is, like, two-tone a tag. (laughs) And, like, that's good enough, because that's what makes me feel creative for the day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think also... I won't go digital for that reason because it's sitting there with scissors and cutting things and gluing and getting your hands messy and it is about the end product and having that you know treasure to then pass on but it's also about the process and finding it relaxing and not sitting in front of a computer screen for 5 seconds and
0: right like which i i think and maybe it's not for some people who haven't spent a lot of their lifetime sitting in front of computer screens for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who have that tactile feel of like sticking a needle through paper yeah, or painting and like getting it on yourself accidentally <laughs> or um, like just touching things and looking down and looking up and gathering the items that are around you it's just it does different things to your brain
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that makes you feel better
2: I'm getting giddy just thinking about it <laughs> I, know,
0: I know right
1: <laughs> which is why you're a crafty ass female which is naturally why you're on the show but yeah I, everyone listening gets it I just yes I, and it's funny is like you know you're a graphic designer which is very digital in a lot of ways yet It was almost like you were called like the paper curator is a very analog name like it's a very so i like that that it's like you know you can tell there's a lot of like that you're a graphic designer that there's like fine tuning in it via computer but Mm -hmm. it just has that like yeah that like incorporated and it's made to
0: be printed and played with and you (laughs) send it to people and so they can get it in the mail and that's so much fun
2: Yes. So fun. When people are like, oh, do digital, I'm like, uh eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> intended to be a physical product and you know, I do digital so that it's more accessible for people that maybe can't afford the shipping yeah. or, you know, have their own nice paper that they want to print on or whatever the case is. But you know, when I mail it to you, it's intended to be arriving that way and mm-hmm. you know like the whole package is an experience and you know, that's what I love about paper.
0: I love that. I really love that. Because it is. It's an experience to, like, as somebody who loves paper. If you're a person who loves paper, you understand that. (laughs) And if you're not, then there are, you know, like, other things that maybe you like to get in the mail or you like to shop for. You know, my grandmother, she gave me, like, 20% 20% of her scarf collection. And so now I have like 300 scarves sitting in boxes in my room. I'm not kidding. I, like, I wish I was kidding. For those Michigan readers, <laughs> Kristen? No, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're thinking of the wrong kind of scarf, Amanda. <laughs> oh, no. I'm talking about like, you know, the, you know, like silk scarves uh, or like. I'm delicate. Talking, like literal, like. I don't want to say old lady scarves but like my grandmother's 94 now so I think I can say old lady scarves without Whoa. like Oh. and no shit but they're gorgeous and some of them are like you know super delicate detail and like if you love scarves then like maybe you would love to get the touch and the feel and the smell of the scarves <laughs> but like odds are you love paper if you're listening to the show you love paper and so getting that paper package in the mail and just touching the cards and going through them one by one and just being like, okay, well, I know I'm going to use this one first for this thing, and I'm going to save this one for this project that I have coming up in two months.
2: That I'm probably going to start and not finish <laughs>
1: <laughs> with every intention to place it in that project but it's just too good i'll save it for the next one <laughs> yeah my entire stash is that way <laughs> i'm true. proud when i find the right just the right project and i'm like it's yeah your time little thing it's your time
0: <laughs> well that's why paper is good because it doesn't really expire in the way that yeah. other craft products can expire yeah like true doesn't get on sticky yeah. or you know paint just becomes a solid block of paint like yeah, yeah. Thing. has a
1: good shelf life
0: but paper is totally. just perfect paper's perfect in every way and you can use it for yourself and you can always send paper to another person for thank yous for just like the best occasion
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just so wonderful. So good.
1: Yeah. And what I love is like as a graphic, de- like I could you could tell, like I the intention behind wanting to send it, right? And wanting it to be physical package. Like graphic design incorporates like this thought process behind every piece of what you're designing and how you want it to be presented. And like that is so clear and evident in your work. But then what I love, what I found too is like when I was in Shillington and I always in the back of my head it was like I could use all these skills to use in memory keep like it was always an intention to like design for scrapbooking and does that like you know so it, it was weird that you know I was around all these graphic designers with that same kind of like detail and intention behind everything they were designing but in my brain and like I could totally tell in your brain <laughs> that like as a memory keeper you're you're like in your mecca of like all these resources that you can use to incorporate in this hobby you love. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, and then, but then that makes you niched because you're in this graphic design field where people aren't really like thinking about that. Yeah. So I a hundred
2: percent have like used graphic design inspiration for scrapbook pages. And then I also use that a lot on my blog early on to, you know, teach others. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a few YouTube tutorials about like digital things um using photo overlays and that sort of stuff just because I feel like it's a skill set that you might not have just Mm -hmm. being a graphicer and not a graphic Mm -hmm. designer
1: so like as a as a graphic designer that has a website also has a shop you have YouTube channel you know you're obviously on social media so like what do you feel of all those kind of balls in the air to try to keep like this side of you going like what's the big what gives you the biggest bang for your buck um, physical products
2: right now, just because mm. that's what I'm putting most of my effort into. Great. Um, I think going to craft fairs is, you know, the fastest way to like make new customers mm-hmm. and find new money. Um, but I also do a lot of freelance work on the side as well. So <laughs> I'm wearing like eight hundred. Yeah. yeah, it's a little excessive, but. I think, you know, for me, it's just about waiting until the community grows and I can self-sustain that. But I don't think launching new products and having that ingenuity all the time is a bad idea and it just will continue to foster
1: new customers. and. Yeah. Uh, My next question, you kind of like just hit on it, was like, where do you see the paper curator and yourself? Like, where do you want to be in, let's say, five years Or like, do you even think that far or is it just like a day by day thing and and see how the inspiration hits you? I have a plan, but
2: (laughs) it's a little scary. (laughs) Um, I really want to get into wholesale actually. Um, so I've done tons of research. It's just like a financial commitment at this point, but Mm -hmm. I think that's why I went down the route of developing stationery because Mm -hmm. Um, it's more accessible and kind of an entry point for people who might not be scrapbookers. Right. And a lot of stores that carry stationery might carry scrapbooking and it can be a way to kind of round out that paper lover. Right. Customer. Um, and that's why, like, I think notebooks are a nice connection and I have a planner as well. Um, so it's kind of all intertwined, but can be a little bit more mass appeal. Yeah. Um, so you know there's a conference that i want to do to like really prepare for a trade show Mm -hmm. uh, maybe do sales reps down the road but i think wholesale would be my end goal um aside from doing a monthly subscription which i would love to do with my kits um it's more just the back end of like taking monthly payments that hasn't really worked out so thus far but other than that That's really where
1: I'd like to go. So good. Have you thought about the stationery show? Because a lot of your new stuff, I'm just like, that would be so good. Because I just came from there in May. And I'm just like looking at all your stuff. I'm like, yes. I was like, this would do so well there. That's the goal. And
2: especially now that they're combining with New York now, it would Mm be amazing. I think it's not in, you know, the cards for this coming year. But Mm -hmm. I'm definitely in the works of trying to get it together for
1: good <laughs> yeah I so see that like if you don't see it I see it for you <laughs> like it's so it just makes so much sense have you ever been approached by like a company like I feel like um
2: I uh, yeah, kind of I got approached by um a brand rep who mm-hmm. would you know basically do sales and you know they have booths at um atlanta smart and vegas and new york now um so i'm thinking about doing that because it would be a nice entryway into mm-hmm. it's a shared booth and so you get like a small portion but it's a lot cheaper um
1: and dip your toe in
2: yeah yeah so that might be like a first step and then obviously i would love the creative control of like doing my own booth um mm-hmm. for stationery, which i think is like the market for what I'm doing
1: so good
0: yeah that's so a good. great plan
1: Yeah, but I, I'm telling you like I feel like I feel like at, your whole story is like what I was going for <laughs> and then I just like got lost along the way but I'm okay with it it's like yeah. I feel like my journey is my journey and I just love like getting to like hear how it you
2: do you live right? your life
1: <laughs> No, that's so cool. That's so cool. Okay, so, okay, so, yeah, so we totally talked about how your products should totally be in the stationary show. I'm rooting for next year, but <laughs> you're, you're, you're the captain of the ship. But, um, but yeah, because but they're so trendy, they're so modern, they're so fun, I've been to the stationery show many a time, I just think it would be, it would do so well. So, what does the process look like when you're designing a collection, and, like, what inspires you, although that's a super cliche question, but take it away. okay so i kind of have
2: the first like initial step for me is always just keeping a running list in my phone on my notes app and anytime i'm on the train you know in the shower (laughs) whatever (laughs) i have an idea i write it down a lot of times it's like oh i want this color combination or oh this would be great for a future kit or this is the theme i'm thinking about um words that inspire me especially for like cards um sayings like that and I just Mm -hmm. like brain dump nothing is too dumb to put in and Mm -hmm. I just have a running list that I'll go back through every once in a while and categorize um so then like once I know that I'm starting a collection or a kit or anything like that um I pull color schemes and start a Trello board and the Trello boards I just you know duplicate over and over and it has like my production schedule and all the steps and pieces and moving parts that need to be completed. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And that, that reoccurs every month.
2: Yeah. So for kids, it reoccurs every month. And then for stationary, it occurs seasonally for stationary. There's a lot more moving parts as far as like materials and supplies and things. So I also have Excel documents about that, but, um, basically it's like step one, you know, all the artwork, step two you know scan step three like it's very broken down into yeah. like yeah
0: super granular like, yeah so that way you then, don't miss a step
2: yep 100 percent and i put due dates on it for like x amount of time out from when it needs to be launching um and then of course where else did i get inspiration but pinterest so i have tons of different boards that are hidden for um developing things and i really focus on pulling inspiration from kind of outside sources in addition to actual art like typography and patterns and things um because i want to make sure that i'm being original and true to myself so i'll like pin a couch and be like "Ooh, that circle could be a really cool print or like i love the texture of that velvet like how can i make that feeling in one of my products so after I do all of the pinning I'll you know put together like a more minimalist mood board um which I'll sit with for a while and then when I go to do all of the pattern making and illustration and lettering by hand I typically don't look at the inspiration I just kind of have that feeling of like or ideas of what I want so I'll look at my like note list of you know you want a polka dot and a whatever but I'm not looking at other people's things because I don't want to be like falsely right. inspired.
1: and it's here because you yeah. did the work to make it and it's just going to be how it comes out and it's
2: hilarious because then I'll like look back at what my inspiration was and I realized that like I missed like half of the things that I wanted to do and went off on this like indulgent tangent on you know other things but I think that's you know part of the process and I always, if I don't include an item that I was wanting to do, I'll just, you know, put it back into the list as maybe a future kit will fit that or whatever the case is.
1: Right.
2: Um, And then I scan everything. I typically do the majority of my designing, like, by hand first, as far as, like, prints and things. Um, Nothing generates a brush texture better than a brush. So I, as, like, much as I love digital, I really believe in, like, Getting those handmade elements down first.
1: Right.
2: Um, and then I scan everything generally at like 1200 DPI because if I want it to be anything larger, like wrapping paper or whatever, I just want to have that for the future. And yeah. I don't see a point in scanning like three times. Right. So <laughs> I just like Do categorize it as big
1: as everything. you can.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I scan a really high res and then, you know, organize it all. And then um, after that, I put my color story into Illustrator. Um, just use the pasteboard and like basically create all the things on one pasteboard so that I can see how they look together, um, how the colors are working, how it's balancing, um, and then I'll and then I'll break it down into you know what the end use is going to be and prep it for print and production.
1: So yeah. good. And do you have like a quota amount in every kit? Yeah, like I was going to gonna ask
0: you the same dollar. question. Do you have like yeah. the same thing in every kit, or how does this, how do you I, like, yeah, tell me.
2: (laughs) Give me the details. So every kit has a base structure of the number of cards and papers you're going to get. So you get five two-by-twos, five three-by-threes, five three-by-fours, and four four four-by-sixes. And those are all double-sided. So I know for me, like, if I'm doing patterns and things, I have to do ten two-by-two cards, ten three-by-threes, etc., Then you get a nine by 12 paper, which is usually like, honestly, my two favorite prints from the kit (laughs) is how it usually pans out. And then I, I always try and include, um, an extra embellishment. So it's usually die cuts or labels or things like that, that I find most useful that I can, you know, produce myself. Um, so I just try and generate enough patterns that you're getting that repetition throughout the kit. So like some of the patterns will be different in scale between the small cards and the large cards or the papers, but it feels you know cohesive. And if you have a favorite, like you can use it twice, or you can mm-hmm. use whatever's on the back side of the card,
1: and yeah, you don't have to awesome. So so good. And so in your mind, how do you see most people using it? Is it in like a pocket scrapbooking sitch, like? So the majority, yes. Um,
2: I think they're intended for pocket pages as far as, like, they're fun. You can add, you know, journaling or whatever. But I actually, when I do product photos for, like, or a blog post about how I use the kit, I really try and push myself. How can you use these smaller cards on a layout and, like, Mm -hmm. reinterpret them? Do you trim them down into strips and, like, layer them up or you know, do you do a grid on a larger piece of paper, or, you know, how are you, how are you getting the most bang for your buck if you don't want to do pocket page scrapbooking? So it's easy enough to just slide them in a pocket, like that's what they're sized for, but um, I think for me, like getting more usage out of them is integral to, like, marketing them as well, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I feel like, again, like, you know, when you get, Uh, monthly kit subscriptions and then you know some months hit it on the head some months don't like I feel about every single release you do I'm just like yes yes like your crisp crisp air is the latest one and I'm just like yes I was like crisp air that's exactly what this feels like like I just I'm so excited about your stuff and then just like you said like so it makes you want to use like Red's hot sauce like you want to put that shit on everything like you just don't want to just you know so Yes, I love it. And then, so for let's say Crisp Air, that's your latest one. Mm-hmm. When was that ready? So, like, how far in advance do you have that kind of, like, ready to go? And then does it, look, does it kind of release on the first of the month? So I do work? monthly releases on the
2: 16th. Um, oh, okay.
1: So, so it the 16th for the previous, for the upcoming month.
2: Yeah. So, like, November's kit, or let's go, October's kit will release October 16th. Mm. so I call it October's kit but it's generally like I try and release things that are on season that season um, so like Chris is September's kit it was released on the 16th but I figure like most likely you're not necessarily up to date with you know your project life or whatever right. so you can always continue using that you know for the next month um, until you get the next kit or whatever the case is yes and i try and be ready you know at least two weeks in advance but it doesn't always work that way being a one-woman show yeah and that is kind of why i love being a one-woman show and like doing my own production and making my own designs because i can kind of pivot as quickly as i need to and be a little agile with that so If someone, you know, orders something, I can go and make it. And, like, that's great. It doesn't be, like, a huge overhead. And I can kind of be flexible with that, which is great.
1: That's such a good way to look at it because I feel like, too, people are doing things for big companies and in mass, right, so far in advance to make sure that it's prepped. But then Mm -hmm. they're kind of losing that authentic feel of, like, the timing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's really – because I find that was always a big challenge for me. Whenever I thought of designing, the thought of designing in July for Christmas was difficult. I was like, I can't, yeah. I'm not in it. Like, I'm a very, like, I have to be feeling it in order for it to really yeah. come out. Like, And I, yeah, I felt like, I always feel like the artwork part of design is the hardest for me. Because I, yeah. I'm more of like a functional designer. If I feel the need for something, I can, I can put the functionality together but the look yeah. takes me a little longer so I always need to feel inspired for the look so <laughs> I could never do it so that yeah so that for me yeah. as like a person who puts but I love so that makes a lot of sense when you're just like pivot I like that word it was like a, a quick pivot of like inspiration I guess right yeah and I definitely need That's to so get
2: good. more ahead of schedule for wholesale but I think that'll come with
0: time hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> totally and more totally. money.
2: Yeah. Totally. Well, that too. A little help, you know. Always. Yep. Always. That's
0: how it works. Maybe yeah. a maid to do all the things I don't want
2: to do around the house. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's exactly how it goes. Speaking of not working as hard, right? Right. let segue. Let's so, do uh, it. Yeah. Go ahead, girl.
0: Oh, you all. Um, I get to ask.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. do
0: it. Let's do it. Because I do so, your
1: current lease.
0: This season's theme <laughs> is... Work smarter, not harder. So uh, how are you working smarter, not harder, um, both currently and how has this helped you over the course of your life? I'm an
2: utter perfectionist. So I'm a little neurotic in that way. And I find it hard to like, not, or I find it hard to release things when they're not ready. So, I found that, you know, just keeping a log of like everything that I think is great and then repurposing it where I can has been really beneficial for me. That's, you know, half of my business now is stationary, which started because I had all these extra patterns that I had already scanned and I already had digitized. They didn't end up going in, into a kit, but I love them. And, you know, how can I repurpose those for something more functional, um, A lot of times I'll just make a bunch of brush strokes and scan them and then turn them into prints later. And so that's like one technique that I found has been smarter, not harder, and has really helped me when I am in a creative slump and I have no energy to sit there and paint or do hand lettering. I, you know, just pull out my library of things and can turn them into magic pretty quickly.
1: (laughs) So do you feel like when you're inspired you try and just use it up
2: you know what yeah. I mean like
1: try to do more than you need yeah for that reason yeah
2: and I try and do especially like generic things like stripes or like extra brush strokes or mixing colors or things like that I'll do batch like color palette picking usually when I'm like in a color mood I'll like make Four or five palettes that I think are like, oh, this one's a spring palette, this one's a fall palette. And then I'll just save them Mm. so that I can go back and reference um, when maybe I'm not feeling it. Um, Yeah. And I think if I had the means to outsource everything, I would, you know, (laughs) Um, with a heavy hand of influence over how it ends up (laughs) turning out. Um, But I think. It's a good goal, though yeah I think you know I have people in my corner that really help me do all the things that I want to do and I owe them a lot of you know credit as well for supporting this crazy journey and they make it possible to you know keep working smarter and a little harder too probably
0: (laughs) yeah
1: but
2: One of the best investments I made in my business in the past year was a heavy-duty paper cutter because I can cut, like, two inches thick of paper at one time. And (laughs) it is incredible. Literally before that, I was sitting there with an X-Acto, like, every single thing. So that has revolutionized my life. And Is it the one that goes... Yeah. You have to use the arm torque? Yeah, and it's, like... Keep out of the way or else you will lose a finger.
1: <laughs> nice. So, I love that work smarter, not harder has translated into this giant paper cutter for you. I was like, how can I make this faster? And I just sat there
2: on Google looking up all the ways uh, that I could afford to make it faster. Like <laughs> Lord knows I'd love a laser cutter, but that's in you the know. meantime. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. hundred I love it. I love it.
0: I wonder what other weapons we could have people try to talk us into wanting to buy. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: you, you want this paper cutter, believe me.
0: I, I really right, want now, this paper cutter. Now you
1: need to give us the name so I can link it in the show notes and that okay. could just blow up Amazon's spot. It's also on Amazon, so yeah. use those associate links. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can lift it, you might have to show it for after chatter. Just saying
0: don't look at her if face you do, okay no yeah, you don't forget have to it. lift forget it,
1: it, forget it, for it.
2: <laughs> no I was more like the fact that it's under a pile of junk right oh no, no don't don't don't
1: <laughs> we'll settle with the name and the brand and the make go ahead yeah so um what is it? <laughs> I
0: really want the paper trimmer yeah I love well I love my paper trimmer but
1: it's I mean it can't cut two inches Kristen yours no it really (laughs) can't
0: like
2: you can cut a book it's insane
1: (laughs) I would cut
0: books (laughs) so we're also asking this season what do you want less of and what do you want more of
2: so I want less humidity and heat I'm ready for a fall like my jacket scarves and boots are just <laughs> calling my name right now and I want more I mean who doesn't want more like money but also tacos maybe the money so I can afford the tacos yeah yeah and you
1: know snuggles with my cats cause great answer <laughs> great answer newfound cat lady yes you have two <laughs> Um, I have three. Oh, hell, Were they all that, that kitten from the batch? Yes. So mm. I ha-
2: we rescued the mama cat and we have her. Her name is June and she is the apple of my eye. <laughs> and two of the kittens went to my mom. So they're like in the fam and I get to visit them. And <laughs> we were going to keep one of the kittens and June and um, we ended up Giving the other kitten to our friend who ended up being allergic, so we took him back because he was our favorite, anyways. And so <laughs> it now was meant disappear. to be. Isn't it funny
1: how it's meant to be like that?
2: Yeah, they my really boyfriend are. was like, "Oh, can we take him back because my friend's allergic?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, we can!" Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I miss him so much. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I so. love that. I feel. I always tell my mom, I'm like, because my when we moved out or whatever, and it was really hard on my mom. And I took the cats with me, so, like, they were her grandchildren, so she's just, like, empty nest. So, out of nowhere on Facebook, it was like, who wants this little black cat, right? And, like, so me and my aunt convinced her to take him, and he's been the apple of her eye, and I tell my mom, I'm like, sometimes angels are white with wings, and sometimes they're black with fur. (laughs) Like, he's your little angel, like, it's just meant to be, it was meant to be with you. Yeah. Anyway, I can have a whole podcast on cats, so. (laughs) <laughs> let's do let's finish up the episode with our currently round so we always take from Kristen's currently card and just finish the episode going through um so on the currentlys that our guests are up to and we called it a lightning round but it never ends up that lightning so we'll just call it a currently round this season so cecily what are you currently watching so i just started
2: the new release of iron fist and it's the latest in the marvel series and i'm only one episode deep because i need to like focus and i'm the type of watcher that has 1800 other things going on (laughs) um and otherwise i watch any and all crime documentaries Mm -hmm. um and i just finished i am a killer which is interviews with like all these murderers and it's so intriguing. They're on
1: death row, right? I did see Yeah.
2: That. Yeah. It's so good.
1: <laughs> so, I I fell asleep to it because I'm so used to watching crime dramas that they don't I, I'm just like, oh yeah, like
2: <laughs> Yeah. I also minored in psychology in college and Ooh. I just find all of that so interesting. <laughs> nice. So good. So good. Good, good recommendations. What are you
1: currently reading?
2: Um, it's a project based book. So it's not as much like heavy duty lifting as regular novels. But you know, it's called make and mend by Jessica Marquez. And I just went to her book launch. It's a gorgeous book on sashiko mending, which is like a Japanese stitch technique. And it's gonna be my next like
1: crafty project. Mm. It's so cool. Fun. Good one. What are you currently listening to? Um, Spotify, just
2: all the time. I pick a few songs and just put them on repeat, especially at work. I just like something hip hop that makes me like work super fast and speedy. Um, otherwise I'm doing, I listen to one podcast on the train ride to work and I've been listening obviously to your podcast and Mm -hmm. also creative biz rebellion and proof to product
1: when I feel like good one. Yeah, hence my stationary obsession. <laughs> good ones, good ones. We'll link to all. Everyone can get access. What are you currently making?
2: Um, as I said, the Shoshiko mending. I started a sampler, which is like mm. just to get the technique down. And I'm always making new products.
1: So, will we see a blog post when your that project is like finished? Maybe. My problem is I never photograph things. Mm. <laughs> so I should. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm, like, intrigued, and not just about it, but to see how you translate it. So, just I'll thought.
2: write it down. Yeah. A <laughs> what are you currently feeling? I'm um, excited for the fall. It's my absolute favorite season. And also, I just got tickets for going to the Color Factory.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, I know.
2: It's still
1: the end of the month right or no it goes on till october
2: i think it's through october yeah i'm going the first week of october and i convinced my friend that she has to take photos of me there because it's so (laughs) on brand and i was like i need new headshots, please come do this and she was like of course like it's totally gonna be fun so that's what i'm excited for nice Really really good what are you
1: currently planning
2: um next year's goals and my next winter collection. Cause I'm doing a few craft fairs, so I wanna have some new winter products.
1: Good, I love, it's a good time to do next year's goals, I think, you know? Yeah. It's a little, yeah. uh, it's like ahead of the curve.
2: Yeah, for sure. For me, fall is the most inspired time, so mm. it's the easiest time to kind of plan out like everything
1: that I want to happen. Good idea. Okay, and lastly, what are you currently loving? This is, like, the same as everything. My cats! Yeah! (laughs) Because it is true. Because, yes, I get it. I
2: like, it's been a long time since I've had a pet. So having cats again just feels like they greet you at the door and they're fuzzy and warm. And they give you hugs and kisses. And I just love them so much.
1: (laughs) I literally look at my cats sometimes and they don't know what I'm saying but I'm just like what would I do without you what would yeah do and they know me?
2: when you're sad like they come and hug you yeah oh,
1: no yeah. they're my children
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> anyway this was fabulous I feel like it was a long time coming and I mean, now that we've so. talked I know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fine. were a fabulous guest oh thank you so much yeah love it love it I can't wait to to pick your brain more in after chatter I'm so excited for after chatter me too I love that after our interview ends it doesn't end can I just say that right now like I just love that
0: it's like the best parties
1: yeah (laughs) how about weekly chatter
2: like yeah
0: for sure yes come on the discord that's what the discord is for guys so you can come and have extra after chatter after the after chatter (laughs) And hang out with it's all the, the cool after kids. After After
1: Chatter. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's where the after party is. So if oh, you'd like to so join nice. us for the after party in After Chatter, head over to patreon.com slash female, where you can find Amanda and I and Cecily engaging in some awesome After Chatter. And I assume Amanda's going to go get another cup of coffee. <laughs> so-
1: I was just about to say, I'm literally on my last sip, so I'm going to be wild in After Chatter. Like, uncontrollable she's gonna try Come to stay up till midnight tonight
0: <laughs> so you really should join us for after chatter <laughs> at patreon.com slash crafty female otherwise we'll catch you guys next week for another awesome episode of the crafty s female podcast we love you lots and have an awesome week bye guys
2: Bye. bye.
1: so good